One of the, we're going to talk about two things today, briefly, and one of them is parenting, and then we're going to talk about learners. Now, here's the problem that we have with parenting. You are never without a child if you're a Christian. Now, listen to me very carefully. The Bible says that we are fathers to the fatherless, mothers to the mothers. There is no such thing as a stepfather or stepmother. You are a parent. Do you all understand that? People say, when someone tells me I don't have any children, then that lets me know they are not in the Christian realm. Because if you're in the Christian realm, you have children. We just use that as my adopted father or my uh, adopted such and such. No, no, no. You are a parent. We are what? Parents, fathers to the? Mothers to what? So that means somebody else can, listen to me very carefully, can biologically have a child, but that's your, you're their parent. Does that make sense? And like it or not, it really doesn't matter how old you are, you need a parent. And we'll, we'll get into that, right? So everybody in here, that if you are not parenting, a child, then you need to check yourself. I wasn't the best coach at Park, but I was the best parent at Park. And a lot of the kids ran for me and done things for me because of me being their father figure. Does that make sense? Because one of the things that bothers me, they say 70% or 75% of all children are coming out of a, a one-parent home. That should not, uh, no, they may be coming out of a one-parent home in their house, but after they get out of that house, there ought to be what? More parents for them. Does that make sense? And so, and it's a blessing. My, uh, you've all heard me talk about Aunt Vi and Uncle Fred. Aunt Vi used to tell my mother, now remember they called me Chester or Chet, said, you birthed Chet, okay, but I'm his mother. Does that make sense? And so, so we need to understand that. All right, so we're going to start with uh, the obligation. The obligation of a parent, it's a father or mother, is to give their children instructions and corrections that belong to the Christian, Christian upbringing. Parents should be an example of the Christian life and conduct. All right? Caring more for their children's salvation then for their jobs, profession, ministry, even in the church, or social standing. The main thing for us as Christians is to make sure that our children understand salvation as Christians. And unfortunately, a lot of children don't get that from their biological parents or their home, but it is our job to help them to understand that. Do you understand? Some of you ain't getting it. I'll tell you how it is. It is a very difficult thing sometimes. We bury children. Do you understand that? We bury children, and then a lot of times, children that have parents that are not church-going people want to bring their child to the church, and I want to tell them, you should have brought their, your child to the church before now. You can't say that, but I'd like to say that. Well, I would say that, but anyway, you know, yeah, you see, because, you know, uh, we, we uh, and, and so we, we are responsible, and we need to get responsible. We're losing too many young people. Yeah. 
the suicide rate is off the charts. Young ladies, it's up two thirds percent of young ladies harming themselves in the last decade. What is causing them to do that? It is the lack of love. And love comes from parenting. Do you understand that? Some of you all in here have lost your parents, but you have spiritual parents. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we're going to do this lesson, and in 19, 19, let you know how old I am, in 20, <laughs> in 20, in 2018, is that what we're getting ready to deal with? I'm still in the 19th, and it was a test to see if you all were awake. In 2018, we're going to do something in this church. We want to be the best parents we can be. That's right. You see, and some of you understand that the parent role never changes. Because if you have children, and it doesn't matter if well, these children have children, then you got something called grandparents. Right? right? And, and that is the most misused word there is. When you get home and you're a grandparent, and there's many of you in here, you ought to look up the word grand. That means you better than you were when you were a parent. Because parent ain't got grand on it. You know, father ain't got grandfather on it. And mother ain't got grandmother on it until you become a grandparent and you become that, right? And if you look up the word grand, then you need to still be growing. Do you understand? Now, Isaac and Marco say, that's my, they think that we're not the same parents that raised them. <laughs> they swear to it. Yeah, no, they swear, no, no. Mom, dad, y'all never let us get away with that. Y'all shut up, I'm running this here. <laughs> You see, because, you know, grandparents get a little soft. Now, let's be, let's, can we be real? Can laugh? Keep it real. The worst people in the world are grandparents. <laughs> they bring sugar to the kids and candy to the kids. You try to put them on the ring. And I look at Gwen sometimes, and we go over to, uh, with the grandkids, and she always has to get a sack or something. And I know Marco is just like, but we are still their parents. You understand what I'm saying? So it is a great thing to be able to be in a position to be a mother or a father. It's a great place to be. Whether you have biological children or not, it is a great place to be. It is one of the greatest blessings there is. And this year, coming up, 2018, coming up, we're going to try to be the best parents we can be. And some of you all in here Quit saying, I don't have any children. I'm glad my children are grown. If your children are grown, you know what that means? You got space to help some others. All right? Now, listen to me. Quit worrying about what's going on at the White House. All right? If we would do what we were supposed to be doing as Christians, we wouldn't care what kind of bills and things they're passing up there. Right? They're not supposed to take care of us. We're supposed to take care of each other. Isn't that right? So if, if uh, President Trump, instead of pointing at him, pointing that person in the mirror. Does that, you know, and you know, because sometimes we're worried about health care. You know what good health care is? A good diet and some exercise. Quit drinking and eating and smoking so much and we wouldn't need all this health care. <laughs> That's just a fact. That's, right. That's just a fact. All right, so I'm going to go with the message because I don't want to bore you. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
All right, we'll start off with Psalms 127, 3 through 5 from the NIV. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a heritage from the Lord. They are a blessing. Children are a blessing from the Lord. Children are a special blessing for us. And remember, this is for all of us in here. Children are a blessing. All right? It also says that it is a reward from him. And it's a reward for him. It is a reward for you, for God to love you so much to put you in a position to father or to mother a child. That's a reward. All right? It is like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. And it's just like, you know, do you all know what a warrior has? And, 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 he, and he says, arrows, do you know what you do when you pull the bow? What is the, and let loose, what does the bow do? It takes that arrow and lets it soar. And this is what he's talking about. It is our job for us to teach our young people to soar. As Christians, it is our job as, 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 uh, to, to have them and to teach them and to groom them and to prune them so that they can soar. And, that, and, and that's, listen to me, that's all of us in here. We should be concerned about the welfare of our children. That's from their education, from their life to their education, we want our children to soar. Isn't that right? And some of you work in, in places, in schools. Many, there's a lot of school teachers in here. You work in places where you have an opportunity in other organizations to help these children to soar in a special way. Isn't that right? A lot of children haven't made it for their potential because there was nobody there to pull back that bowl to help them to soar and to use their God-given talents and potential. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no bad children. It's just the way they were raised. And who's in their life? And some of them are acting like their parents. Right. One of the worst things, it's a good thing and a bad thing. We'll say, what is that, Pastor? What is that? The fruit doesn't fall very far from the tree. That's right. All right? <laughs> and you still love me. That's right. Because y'all are excellent parents in here. You're going to be excellent parents in here, right? And we're going to do our job in here, right? We're not going to look for the system, the government, to take care of what we can take care of. All right? Then it goes on to say in five, blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. And he's talking about there's many children that God has blessed you with that surround you, that's given you an opportunity to help those children to become successful. You're a blessed person. There's nothing any better than looking at a child that you've played a part in their life and then watching and looking at them become successful. And, you know, I love it when they profile one of the athletes, and especially the Olympics, they do it more so than any, whether it be young girls or, or young boys. When they get to talk, they get their gold medal, and they profile them, and they talk about they had a coach in their life, they had a teacher in their life. Uh, they had a father in their life or a mother in their life. And you know that person that's looking at them has to be all swollen up. I think the young African-American lady that won the last tennis, I can't think what you call it, uh, she would talk to her. Her mother was right there. Unfortunately, her mother was there, uh, but the father wasn't there. But when she was interviewed, she cried because what her grandpa had taught her. You all, some of you probably saw that. But she did, her grandpa, her father was absent, but her grandfather was there. And guess what? She had a coach, didn't she? And that coach helped her, who was a male. So he probably, he fathered her. He parented her. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so it is a blessing 
for us to have the opportunity to have so many children who need us in their lives. All right? You know, sometimes I kind of, in uh, uh, my daughter Tyrone and Marco's children, uh, are they, they uncle. Uncle Isaac, Uncle Isaac. Sometimes I get a little jealous of that. <laughs> Gran, Gran, he's just uncle, I'm Gran. But they love their uncle, but he gets a chance to do things, and that's called parenting. Are y'all with me? Yes. And so what a blessing that is. All right. Next, we'll go to Colossians 3, 21 from the King James. Mm -hmm. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger. And this is what, we have a lot of angry young kids because they've been provoked to be angry from the household. And some of those young kids are acting in school. They're acting out because they're angry, and their anger is not at the teachers, but they're acting it out at the teachers, but it's starting at the household. And the Bible's telling us not to do that. Don't anger our children. Do you understand what I'm saying? And sometimes when I hear people talking about kids are bad, kids are not bad, kids are expressing what they've learned and the behaviors that's coming out of some of these households. All right? It also says don't let them be discouraged. And don't let the kids be discouraged. We, you know, and one of the biggest discouragements you can have, and some of you, most of the people in here, you all have kids that are in sports. A lot of you can say amen if you've got kids in sports. Do you know a kid that's in sport? You have grandkids in sport and kids in sport. Remember, I told you, you got children, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Remember, you're not their coach. The worst thing a parent can do is try to be the coach. That's right. You're not, you see, I've had to get with a few parents uh, when I was coaching the Kansas City Blazers track lane, and I've sent some, oh, I've sent some parents off the track. You know, this is my track. You, don't, you ain't allowed on my track. And when your kid comes here, I'm their daddy. Oh, yes. I'm the mama, the daddy, the coach, the preacher, and I was everything out here. Now you go up there because I'm the coach here. You stay the parent because, see, it's enough getting hollered at by the coach. You don't need another coach when you go home. Amen. You don't need another coach when you get in the car, right? You're there to, you're there to what? To encourage, not discourage. And, and it's amazing to me when I'm getting on you parents for something. Some of you ain't even ran around the block. Want to tell your kid how to be a good athlete, a good runner, right? Right? You wouldn't know if a football was this shape or a lot shape of a basketball, but want to tell those kids. You know what I'm saying? No. The coaches are the coaches and the parents are the parents. When, when someone loses a game, they don't need you to tell them they lost. They know that. When they played a bad game or had a bad race, they don't need you to tell them that. They know that. What they need for you to do is to encourage them. You let the coach take it from there. Do you understand what I'm saying? And some people are just not A students. Y'all do know that, right? You see, you can encourage, you may have one in the house is an A student, one is a B, and one is a C. But you have to encourage the C one just as much as you are excited about the one that gets the A. That's right. Isn't that right? Yes. You see, I wasn't a good student, but I had a good personality. <laughs> uh, some of you is now getting it. You see, you, look how long it took you to get that. That's about how long some people didn't make. All right, so here, here's what we, yes, there, there, there are a lot of people that are very brilliant. You see, I had a hard time with knowledge. Say that, knowledge. Knowledge. But I had wisdom as a kid. There's a difference. Look it up when you get home. All right, here we go. Are you learning something? All right, let the coaches be the coaches and let the parent be the parent. Never discourage your children. Encourage your children. 
And, and sometimes, don't we need to be encouraged sometimes? Well, your children need to be the same way as you are sometimes. Who, who in here has not made a mistake you are dismissed? Okay, we're good then. Yeah, we've all made mistakes, and we've all, and some of the mistakes that we made, listen to me, don't get upset, and some of the things that we made mistakes because we didn't have God parents in our lives. We didn't have someone directing us how to live, so we were doing things by impulse. We were doing it just because we thought it was time to do that. All right? Am I doing all right? All right, children. All right, here we go. Next, we'll be reading from Ephesians 6 and 4 from the NIV, then the message. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So what we're supposed to do is what? Bring our children up in instruction of the Lord. You know what the best teacher is? It's how you live your life. It's how you live your life. You, see, see role models are us. Uh, you, uh, role models are us. Uh, you know, it bothers me when I remember, and I've used this before, you all know who Charles Barkley is. They were talking to him one time, and he says, I'm not, I'm not your kid's role model. And everybody was saying because he was a great athlete, he ought to be his kid's, kid's young kid's role model. But he was telling the truth. He was saying, you don't want your kid to act like me. Right? right? So I'm not, and, and, and see, and actually, the role models ought to be who? The parents. And that's, remember that, that's Christian. If you're a Christian, you're the role model. And he was saying, I'm not the role model. We're trying to make athletes to be role No, all athletes are not good role models. We see that, right? But so there are some who, have, who are Christian athletes. They understand that they are role models because of who they are and whose they are, not because of what team they play for. Do you understand? Are y'all understanding me? All right. From the message, it says, fathers, don't irritate your children by coming down hard on them. So, so don't irritate your children by coming hard, down hard on them. Do you understand? I've seen parents get on kids about certain things, and, and it just makes me just cringe. You know, and, and, you know because they're, you know, have you ever seen it go to the store, and a little kid is running around going all crazy? And the, and the mama wants to holler at him because usually, usually the daddies don't go to the store. And I want to walk up to them saying, they're acting just like they're at home. Yeah, they're acting just like they're at home. Right, right. You see, because, see, you know, I know that. Ask me how I know that. Pearly May, that's, that's my mama. Pearly, we didn't run around in the store. Guess why we didn't run around in the store? We didn't run around in the house. Did you understand what I'm saying? Right, right. So, you know, we had some people years ago, now this is years ago, uh, when we first started church, a family left the church because I, she was getting ready to spank her child because her child was acting up in church. And I told her, you can't raise your child in here. Child's acting like acting home. Got mad, left the church. And, you know, and I said, go, and God speed. But anyway... <laughs> That's right. That's right. If you don't want to get the lesson, the lesson is the child was a child. And then sometimes it bothers me when I go uh, shopping with Sister Gwen, and that's a journey, when I go shopping with Sister Gwen, <laughs> and we're there for a long time, and kids are crying in those little baskets. You know why they're crying? They've been there all day. They're hungry, and they're tired. <laughs> right? Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and people tell me, Shh, I want to say, no, give that baby something to eat. The baby's tired, take the baby home. You know, you understand that? But then they want to holler at the child. 
All right, come on men, have we got any men in here? Sometimes we want to kind of cry out and holler a little bit because you're taking a little long time getting this thing done here. Yeah, yeah. I tell Gwen, I, I, I got this thing with Gwen, I got it on there, I said, oh, my blood sugar's dropping. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I, I got to get something to eat. I'm going to pass out in here. Yeah. I, I do that for real, you see. Uh, see, I can imagine that child, wish that child could speak and say what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to teach y'all to be a good parent. I'm telling Mama Gwen, Mama Gwen, your child Johnny Fields is hungry. His blood sugar is dropping. All right, you need to be a better parent. Feed me. But anyway, are you with me? We're not to irritate our children. We're to love our children. Hug our children, right? You see, you know, love does more than, some t- than any punishment can do. There is a time for all things. The Bible says, spare the rod, lose the child. Have you ever heard that? Well, and people think that means a physical rod. You know what I changed that to? The wisdom. The rod of wisdom. Look it up. There's a scripture there in the King James where it says the rod of wisdom. If you, 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 if you spare the rod of wisdom, then you lose the child. The ch- child loses their direction. Do you understand? All right. So we're going to be better parents coming in 2018. All right. So instead of coming down hard on them, we are to take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. And sometimes yeah, we need to take them by the hands and lead them to the master. Our biggest goal as parents are to lead our children to Christ. And once we lead them to Christ and we show them as an example of how Christian men and women should live, then we wouldn't have all of this stuff going on with young people today. We wouldn't have the hazing that every, every week now they got some college with hazing. We wouldn't have all of the date rapes and all of these things. Come on, that's going on. Y'all watch the news. All this. It's because their children have not been taught. All right? Do you understand? Okay. And Next page, huh? Yep. All right. Next one. All right. Titus 2, 1 through 8 from the voice. I love this part here. As to you, Titus, talk to them. Give them a good, healthy diet. I say, this is what I'm trying to do. He's talking about Titus. Titus is preached to the congregation. If you don't understand what that means, it would say, for you, Pastor Fields, talk to them. Give them a good, healthy diet of solid teaching. This is what we're doing here. The reason that we're failing at people, we need a good dose of heavy diet of solid teaching. Do you understand? But you can't teach nobody unless you're a learner. And it doesn't matter what age you are, you need to be a learner. In the years ago, in the old days, we liked to sit on the, we had porches in. We would like to sit on the porch and talk to the older people. That's when grandparents were, were in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> you can sit down there and talk to the old people. Well, now it's got to be the great-grandparents. Because, yes, you know they're 70s. You've got grandparents now in their 30s. You right. see, right, they need to be still taught themselves. But we would sit down and get a good, heavy dose, healthy dose of, of solid teaching. And that's when the church would teach about morals and principles and not just so much about prosperity, when the church would, uh, would teach us how to live so that we could teach our children how to live. Do you understand? We are going back. We know the chaos and the confusion that's going on. Kansas City is almost like everywhere you go now, there's something, there's no safe place. And what is wrong with that? We have, we have become a godless nation, and this has become a godless city. And so our wives and our daughters can't go, go get gas after dark, and that's insanity. You can't remember, some of you all never knew, but I come from a small town called Lucene, Kansas. 
I don't believe we had a lock on our door. I, don't, I, I never, it was never locked. Yeah, right? And, and the, you, you didn't take the keys out of the car. That's too much trouble. You can't get back in it and go anyway, you know? Right, right? And folks could leave their tractors and stuff. Oh, yeah, they could. And some of you, but, but now you got locks. I have locks on everything and a lock on the lock. That's right. Wait a minute. And a security system. Right now, Gwen can look and see if somebody's in my house right from here. That's crazy. But you better have that. Do you understand? All right. So I'm trying to give you guys a good, healthy... When you have a good, healthy, solid teaching and you're a learner, then you become a teacher to others. And let you can, listen, if you don't put nothing in, ain't nothing coming out. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. So we've got to learn uh, to, to listen and us ministers are going to have to start teaching a good, healthy, solid diet. Do you all want to know something? Church, people, people go from one church to another church. And you want know, to tell them, somebody, the one you're going to, somebody left that one. Right, you know what I'm saying? No, you can't find the answers in here once a week. You have to read your Bible, study your Bible, and open your spirit up so that you can be a learner, so that when you are fed food, that food will strengthen your spirit and your character. Do you understand? All right? We'll go to verse 2, and it says, here's what I want you to teach the older men. Now listen, this is what I like about the scriptures. It's letting us know that the older men still need to be teaching. This is scripture. This ain't me talking. It sounds good. But this ain't me teaching. I mean, talking. All right. Here it is. Older men need to be taught. Do you know why a lot of us older men can't be taught? We're not learners. Do you understand? So this, this, this message is covering everybody. You want to be taught no matter what age you are because you're going to father some child, right? You have to be taught. Now, I've had to change my ministry six or seven times since I've been in the ministry because what I would have spoken about 20 years ago won't work today. Do you understand? And so I'm, I'm learning, as a learner, I'm learning how to give a message in a different way that, so that I can give a message to the people that are in the pews so that they can learn how to deal with life in their day. Does that make sense? So older men, you got to be learners. You ain't got all the answers. It's a new day. You see, I have, you, I have a flip phone. <laughs> Right? I have one of them, the old flip phones. And I'm pretty good at learning things like this. And so when I went to, to the get it changed over, and they were going to sell me one of them things that you, what do you call them, smartphones? And I told him I ain't got nothing in my house smarter than me. But anyway, <laughs> no, I did tell him that. And that phone was smarter than me, right? And I told I'm not going all day long trying to do all this stuff here. And, and they said, when I want to call somebody, I want to hit the number and call them. And they call me. I can answer the phone, right? Well, that'll work okay with a phone, but it will not work in life. It will not work in life. I still must be a learner to be a teacher. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, some things you can get away with a flip. But some other things, you need a teacher. And if you want a teacher, then you got to be a learner. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And the Bible is saying, he's telling Titus, he's saying, hey, teach them old men. I'm glad I'm the teacher, so I ain't got to be an old man. All right, we keep going. <laughs> 
For older men to enjoy everything in moderation. For old men to enjoy everything in moderation. And I'm going to put old men and old women. And, 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 and I enjoy my life, you see. Because, see, some churches, now, nothing wrong with it. They got too many rules for me. You know, they, you, they don't go to football games. And, and, you, and you all know that, you know, I believe in moderation. Coors Light in moderation. <laughs> oh, no, I don't lie. I mean, y'all know that. I say it all the time. Right. Amen. That's right, because I'm not an alcoholic, all right? And you obesity people need to get off my back, all right? So uh, anyway, <laughs> I do everything. I do everything. The Bible says do it, teach people how to do it, yeah, in moderation, because you know there's always somebody that wants to point a finger at somebody else. The Bible says do things in moderation. If you're an alcoholic, you can't drink. If you're obesity, quit going to the buffet, right? That's right. All right, you, you all know I tell that story all the time. I'm not a gambler. I go to the casino, and I go over there to the buffet and do glutton. That's right. <laughs> and talk about the sinners over there gambling. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you, you, so you get, you get my message. So we have to do things in moderation. Whatever can bring you, there's some things can bring you down, won't bring me down. So there's no moderation. It's a no. That's right. Does that make it clear? So don't go out here and say, Pastor says I can do that. No, the Bible says in moderation, but your moderation is no. All right? In certain areas, all right? It goes on to say also to respect yourselves and others. And this is one of the biggest problems we have. Right? You know, listen to me. Everybody look at me. You train people how to teach you, treat you. You train people how to treat you. That's just a fact. If people are treating you in a certain way, you may, uh, hey, maybe you're teaching them to train you, to teach you, maybe you're training them to teach, just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> They're treating you the way you're teaching them, right? That's right. You see? I, you know, that's right. If they're messing with you too much, you see, now listen to what I'm saying. Get up here with me. It is a shame that all of these ladies are just now coming out of with all of this sexual abuse and sexual harassment. All right? Not, not all of them. But some of them folks should have got them folks shut right the first time. That's right. You ain't talking to me like this. I ain't going to need no law, no cop. I ain't going to call no supervisor. We getting ready to handle this. Right. right up here, right now. Not, not everybody. Not everybody. But sometimes you got to get people where they at. Do you understand what I'm saying? You got to make a stand. Let me tell you something. If you get crazy up front, folk will leave you alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so we, we, we going to know because you know why I'm going to get you today? Because I respect myself and you're going to respect me the same way I respect myself. And you're going to talk to me the way I talk to myself and I don't use that language. And get your hands off me. That's right. Yeah, right? Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, if you don't respect yourself, nobody else is going to respect you. That's right. And don't expect them to. The Bible has told you to respect who? Respect yourself. Wasn't that a song? Yeah. Respect yourself? Yes. All right. <laughs> we are to be sensible and dedicate ourselves. We are to be what? Sensible. We are to be sensible. Now, 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 now I'll, be simp I'll be a little of that, but I'm not going to compromise. That's right. I'll be sensible, but I ain't going to compromise. There's two different things here. Y'all know there's two different things here, right? right? I ain't compromising myself. Because when I compromise myself, then I'm losing respect for myself. Now, I'm going to be sensible, and I'm going to listen to you if you bring it right. That's right. Okay, we got that. <laughs> so the Bible's told us how to handle this stuff. That's right. 
All right, they don't need any laws. They just need to get some scripture up there. All right, I don't know what scripture I'm on. We're still on two. Okay. Right. We are to dedicate ourselves to living in unbroken faith. We are to dedicate who? Ourselves to live in unbroken faith. This is about me. This ain't about what my culture. This is about me as an individual. I'm not going to live an unbro- with unbroken faith. That's right. All right? I don't need politicians to tell me who I am and how I'm going to live. Because my faith tells me who I am, and my faith is going to determine how I live. Do you understand? That's right. All right. We are to demonstrate this by our love and perseverance. We are to demonstrate this by our love and perseverance. Our love and perseverance. And sometimes you have to put people in a, in, a, in a situation when you love them and you love yourself. When you love people, you can get them straight. Cheese had a great game last night, didn't he? Yes. Who played, who played on defense had a great game? He, had to, he got his behind set down for a week. He figured out. Love set him down. On the, say, now, I love you, son. You ain't playing last week, right? And love and respect for his team caused him to do what? Step it up. So it, you can still, that was fathering for real. Come on here, that was fathering for real. Right. His fathering said, you're not doing it. You, 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 you represent the Kansas City, you represent the Chiefs, and I'm not going to tolerate that. You are not going to play next week. And I love what Coach did. He didn't wait for the NFL to make it. This is my decision because I'm the father of the Chiefs. That's right. And the father of the Chiefs set him down. He came back and played like an all-pro. That's right. That's how you do it. Love's good. We see love, as a parent, love will let you chastise. You just got to do it right. And then when that child loves you, that child comes back. All right. All right, some of you don't get it, but it's right anyhow. (laughs) That's right. We'll go to verse 3. Here's what I want you to teach the older women. Uh, they thought they were going to get away with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the Bible says just because you're an older woman, you don't know everything. That's right. That you need to be taught too. You need to become a learner. Some people call uh, uh, Gwen Mama Gwen, and they mean it. Some mean it. Some people are just talking, but they mean it. We all need Mama and Daddy, and it doesn't matter how old we are. And the Bible tells us that we need to be parented. We need that. There's something. Did you all know something? Say what, Pastor? You don't know everything. Somebody knows a little bit more than you know. And you might want to find them. All right? All right. Women are to be respectful. Women ought to be what? Respectful. Now, I ain't going to go by what I see on TV because I'd get confused if I was a young man and not saved. You, if you are respectful, people will treat you with respect. You see? All right. Goes on to say we are to stay clear of gossip. We're stay clear of what? Gossip. You know, what, what gets me is sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm at the table and I'm flipping it, and they got these women's shows like The, the View and The Talk, and they're on there talking about women shouldn't do such and such, and then they start talking about them. <laughs> Yes, it's gossip. If you listen to gossip, if you ever go to the grocery store and you see all those pictures of those people in there, and people buy that, that is a form of gossip. Why would you care what, um, I can't think of her name, Miss Trump is doing? 
She really don't care what you're doing. That's right. So why would you care what she's doing, right? It is gossip. Anything, you know, wh- what, why do you care what car your neighbor is driving? Who's going in and out of their house? That's a form of gossip. Mm-hmm. And you become a busybody. That's right. All right? It also says... You know, when you're pulling weeds out of somebody else's garden, guess what's growing in yours? That's right. Right? And, and you, ought to, you ought to do this. Next time you get to gossiping, saying... I bet somebody's gossiping about me. You're getting my message. All right. It also says uh, drinking too much. Ooh, don't be drinking too much. Don't be in here saying, I'm glad I can drink. No, you, I didn't say that. That's what the Bible's saying. Stay away from it. Don't get to drinking, gossiping, drinking. If you put them both together, there's, if you put drinking, there's going to be gossip. And if you put gossip too much, there's going to be some drinking. And the Bible says if you drink, drink, drink too much, there's going to be gossip lying. So you got that. Okay. So the older women are supposed to teach what is good to the young women. The older women are supposed to teach the young girls. You see? One of the, sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. You know, she just acting like her mama. Then there's, well, you know, she's a lady. She acts just like her mother. All right. Goes on in four. And so what that means, you women in here, you need to watch how you carry yourself because you are a teacher. Even what you wear to church, how you act in church, you are teaching younger women how to act. That's right. All right? In four, it says, be a positive example. And we're supposed to be a positive example. There's too much negative stuff going on. We're supposed to be a positive example. If you want to see some good fathers, come to Christ Temple North. You want to see some good mothers, come to Christ Temple North. Do you understand? No, we're not going to fall for that percentage thing. We want to be 100% good parents over here. That's right. Amen. We are to show them what it is to love their husbands and children. You see, you ought to, your sons and daughters are, what you're doing now, look at me, is preparing your sons and daughters and grandsons and daughters how to be parents. Actually, how to be husbands and wives. Do you want to hear something kind of, kind of crazy? When you have little bitty babies, you, ought to, you got a little boy. You ought to be praying for that little boy to be a good father, good husband and a good father. You got a little girl. You ought to be praying right here. Yes, laying hands, praying to be a good wife and a good mother. You ought to be praying that God puts the right and they accept the person that God puts in their life as their children. You might want to start praying on their Right here. Some of you have been divorced in here, amen? Some of you have been through some tough times, amen? amen? Why would you want your children to go through that? And some of it was not your fault. It was no guidance. And you weren't taught any better. And you made mistakes because the lack of teaching. That's right? Everybody didn't come out of a good home in here. All right? We are to teach them to control themselves. In every way. In how many ways? Every way. So that means you got to control yourself, what you drink, what you eat, how you dress, what you say. That's right. Where you go. That's the scripture. That's not me. Don't be getting mad at the messenger. All right. And also. Do you all know I don't like some of this stuff? Yes, sir. I don't like some of this stuff. Right. But it's the truth anyhow. 
This is some tough stuff in here, but guess what? You're a better person if you live like it. That's right. All right? And we're also supposed to teach them to be pure. To be pure. Well, that's quite something. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. <laughs> There's too many of them. I ain't going to go there because I go to go to five. Quick. Train them. <laughs> Real quick. Train them to manage the household. Train them how to manage the household. If someone who would have trained me how to manage a household financially 40, 45 years ago, 45 years ago, I wouldn't have filed bankruptcy. Okay, I'm the only person in here. Okay, I said 45 years ago, I'm good. <laughs> Lord, help us, God. I'm the only sinner in the whole church. I just feel all alone. No, I keep going. Read that again. Maybe I can get somebody to say amen if you read that again, right? Train them to manage the household. You're supposed to be training them how to manage the household. That's right. All right? Train them to be kind. Train them to be submissive to their husband. And women hate that because when the scripture says to be submissive to their husband, they get all upset. If you get the right one, you won't mind being submissive to him. It, you see, here's, there's a scripture that said, let that what God has put together, let no man asunder. I don't use that at my weddings because too many people don't put themselves together and God ain't got nothing to do with it. But if God has put it together, you can be submitted to a man that God has put in your life. You can be submitted to a woman God has put in your life. Because if you submit it to someone God has put in your life, they will not take advantage of you. And they will be with you, rich or poor, to death do they part, sick or hell. But this is what we're talking about. So the problem of it is, when I use this, and I'm going to make sure I'm clear of this, everybody said, well, I can't be submitted. No, you can't be submitted to that ungodly man you're hanging with. That's right. You can't be submitted to that ungodly woman you're hanging with. But if you have a God woman and a God man, and God has put you together, you're both filled with the Holy Spirit, nobody will abuse or use either one, either part of it. All right? All right. If you do all of these things, that they will honor the word of God. And they will do honor the word of God. I followed Gwen to church. I wasn't looking for Jesus. I wasn't looking for God. I wasn't poor. You know how folks go to church, they poor and, and, and I know I'm poor. I had, I had plenty of weed, had some, I had some, yeah. When I went to church, following right. Gwen, yes, I had. Right. Do y'all think, I, now some of you, I wasn't born saved, all right? Right. And thank, say, thank God for Gwen. Thank God for Gwen. Because if I hadn't followed Gwen, I wouldn't be up here. That's right. I followed her to church. She was living godly. I was living ungodly. And this godly, you know, you know yes. And, and what happened is that transition came to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and see, and let me tell you something. Sister Gwen can't, you can't raise your voice at her. I cannot raise my voice at her. Something she went through in child all this. I have never raised my voice at Sister Gwen. We married 46 years in 40 years. Wow. And for Asta. Asta. Because if it bothers her, why would I do that? Do you understand? Hey, you got it? Mm -hmm. Is anybody born saved in here? Well, I'd say things about myself. I just feel lonely today. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, come on, let's get through. I think the Packers are playing at noon. Let's get ready to get out of here. Uh, all right, we're going to read from verse 5 from the message. We're getting ready. You're learning something? Yes. Whose parents? 
And if we speak the truth, no one can argue with that. If you speak the truth, no one can argue with it. Can I, it is what it is. Last scripture, all right? Then your enemies will cower in shame because they have nothing bad to say against us. Got nothing bad to say about us. Somebody saw Pastor Fields watching a football game, sipping, said, I saw your pastor. said, yeah, he tells us that girl. <laughs> That's pastor. He tells y'all that, yes, because he doesn't lie. He tells you the truth. He just does it in moderation. The only thing that I don't do in moderation is, ask me what? It's football. Amen? Amen. You learned something. All right, let's go. All right? Let's stay. All right? Do better than that.